Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. At SFO, you can discover award-winning flavors and unique shops all before takeoff. Learn more about what's at SFO at flysfo.com. Hey, what's up? I'm Erica Cruz Guevara, the host of The Bay. Donations keep independent journalism alive and healthy. And you support outstanding journalism when you support KQED. So if you haven't yet, check out donate.kqed.org slash podcasts. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcasts with an S. From KQED. Hey, buddies. The Bay Team has been working on our live event coming up in just a couple of weeks. We are really excited about it. We're going to be introducing you to some of the reporters who you've been hearing on the show, and we will talk about life here in the Bay Area. Right now, we have less than 20 tickets available, so if you want to come, get your tickets soon, and we look forward to seeing you all. San Francisco is looking for a place to put its next homeless navigation center. It's kind of like a shelter plus social services. Right now, the city wants to build it along the wealthy Embarcadero, and some neighbors... They're not happy. When I first saw this story, I thought this is such a Bay Area story. Not only is this all about San Francisco's most challenging problem right now, homelessness, but it's also the way they're fighting over this. You could wiggle your jazz hands if you were feeling angry, like actually wiggle your fingers. There are dueling GoFundMe webpages. The city's been holding public meetings about this shelter. There's another one tonight. But there's no sign that all this debate is going to be any use. I'm Devin Kadiyama. Welcome to The Bay. It's kind of right by the Bay Bridge off the Embarcadero. It's in a parking lot that's owned by the Port Commission right now, so it's up to them if it gets built there. Caroline Champlin is a reporter for KQED. She covered a meeting earlier this month where hundreds of residents showed up to hear plans about building another homeless navigation center. There are several of these already operating around the city. They provide homeless people a place to stay and help finding a home and getting back on their feet. I got there probably an hour or so early and people were already lining up. Mostly people who were against the navigation center. Like you can- You could tell. You could tell. The mood was clearly tense pretty early on. I mean, like, people would have conversation amongst themselves about how they feel. Someone in front of them would turn around and engage them in an argument. Our city! Our city! city. People were ready to argue because they felt like they didn't have an outlet for this. The whole story made headlines after this GoFundMe page was set up by people who don't want to see the navigation center at the Embarcadero. It's collected about $100,000. The other GoFundMe page in support of the Navigation Center has more than $170,000. And there are a couple high-profile contributors, like tech CEOs Mark Benioff of Salesforce and Jack Dorsey of Twitter. So how did the meeting go down? Who spoke first? Thank you all for being here. I know there are a lot of feelings on both sides. First, there was someone from the Port Commission, and she was just kind of like... Hello, welcome. We're here to listen to you. It's very important to me that everyone's heard and that the city is very eager to listen to all the various comments and to respond accordingly. 
The next person was kind of like the MC, and she was there to keep the peace. And she indicated to everyone that you could express your feelings by writing a post-it. We've got a post-it wall. There's um, in the back. You can write your post-its up. Or you could wiggle your jazz hands if you were feeling angry, like actually wiggle your fingers. I want to remind everybody it will save us time if you use your fingers, your jazz hands, your thumbs. Oh, my God. (laughs) The post-it note wall and jazz hands. Yeah. After they set the ground rules, they brought in different experts who could talk about different aspects of the navigation center. So the Safe Navigation Center concept is to build off the best aspects of navigation centers, but making them more scalable, more sustainable, and effective. The first navigation center was introduced to San Francisco back in 2015, and now there are six operating in different parts of the city. Would the center that's proposed for the Embarcadero be similar to these others? Yeah, it is similar. So navigation centers is kind of like a homeless shelter and more. They're temporary residential facilities. They have on-site supportive services around the clock. They have no walk-ins or lines, and they have clients serving amenities. Because you want to be integrated back into community, and that's the idea of the Navigation Center is that it's going to help you do that. So housing counseling services, they have help finding jobs, getting cleaned up to be able to get back into the workforce. The people who were against the Navigation Center were more vocal. All the people who want the Navigation Center had to do was just be quiet and let the speakers talk. Except when they were shushing the anti-Navigation Center people. But the other side, they needed to disrupt this city's meeting to make their point. If the idea of the meeting wasn't to have people get up at the mic and speak, how did they let their voice be heard? Well, by speaking. (laughs) By speaking loudly. You suck. They could submit questions. I've got a next question that's related, so maybe we can get But I think a, a lot of the time they felt like their questions weren't being answered. Like, for example, they would read a question that said something like, why is it important that people have a place to sleep at night? And then there would be this kind of response from the crowd that's just like, oh, come on. What were some of their concerns? Their concerns are, is this going to increase crime in our neighborhood? Caroline talked to San Francisco Police Commander David Lazar about how the SFPD plans to patrol around the Navigation Center. We're definitely going to make our presence known in this neighborhood uh, like we have, but our plan is to increase that with frequent passing calls and having officers come by. That This has been successful at other navigation centers, and we know it would be successful here as well. Last year, the city had UC Berkeley study crime around navigation centers, and it showed that the centers in San Francisco had no effects on neighborhood crime that the number of crimes around a site was about the same as the number of crimes in neighborhoods without navigation centers. Did you see London breathe there before she got up and spoke? No, no, no. It was totally a surprise. Thank you, everyone. And I'm sure that was intentional. As soon as she did get there, the mood absolutely changed. She couldn't even speak for probably like 15 seconds because people were either booing or cheering. I mean, like, both of those two groups were essentially yeah. drowning her out. Do you want me to talk or do you want to yell? So... So... And then she kind of, like, engages in this back and forth with the crowd. I mean, either you could let me talk or I can leave. Yeah. So, here's the thing. 
You know, I'm sad. I am home, born and raised in San Francisco. Um, she wanted to say that she came here to listen to people, and she wanted to say that she's sorry that this issue has divided the community. I mean, she got kind of defensive. She wanted to say that, like, don't people want to fix homelessness? How can you ask me to fix this? And then when I try to do something, you get angry at me. It pretty much just ended with discontent and with London Breed, like, answering a couple questions from reporters and then getting out of there as fast as possible. Either you let me speak or you leave. People weren't satisfied by the end of the meeting. And... There were actually a couple people who were so unsatisfied with the level of dialogue that, I guess, didn't happen, that they decided to take it upon themselves to have a conversation. Do you want to talk first? I guess, I guess, uh, more importantly, how do you feel like that meeting went? Very poorly. These are people on opposing sides of the issue. So a conversation with each other? With each other. April Long is a homeless advocate who lives in Oakland, and she was holding a sign that was, it said... It's an X through NIMBY, which stands for Not in My Backyard. Like no NIMBYs. Like yeah. no NIMBYs. And I was like, okay, I know what her deal is. Then next to her is this woman, Jan Duffy. And I said, that makes me feel bad, because I want to help solve this problem, too. But I feel like many of the people who were yelling at us back here are not yimbies, that is, yes, in my backyard. There's something else, yibbies, which is yes, in your backyard. So the two of them sat there, and I sat with them for probably 15 or 20 minutes to just kind of understand what they each thought about the meeting and what they each thought about the navigation center. Knowing how she feels, does that change your feeling about your sign at all? No. Uh, my greatest concern is not your feelings. It is the lives uh, of the people who are sleeping outside every night. That's reasonable. I just, just don't call me a name. Tell me that. The whole point of that conversation seemed to be to actually have a dialogue. Do you think that both women were satisfied? Do you think they hurt each other? I definitely, I definitely do think they hurt each other. I mean, I don't think that they agreed necessarily. I don't guess there's any way to get everybody to kind of abide by the rules of civility. It just was so wrong that people just want to shout. And, <laughs> I'm so sorry, April, but and hold up signs. I mean, don't hold up signs. Talk to me. That's how I feel. I think I can do both, and I'm happy I have the opportunity to do both. Okay. Well. <laughs> all right. Maybe we can keep the conversation going. <laughs> I hope so. These two people exemplified that we can have conversations and try to talk these things out. I don't know what kind of environment would foster that or what the city needs to do to be able to make that conversation happen. Because this kind of open community forum kind of invites, you know, rants or soapboxes. Yeah, So sounds like it. I mean, this is totally my opinion, but yeah. people have in themselves the, the capability to have these conversations, clearly. Yeah. But it just, do they have the means to do that or the platform to do that, I guess? Caroline Champlin is a reporter for KQED. The San Francisco Port Commission ultimately needs to sign off on leasing the land to the city. It would likely be a temporary lease of about four years. The Port Commission is scheduled to vote next week, and Mayor London Breed wants the Navigation Center open by summer. 
Meanwhile, a San Francisco supervisor is planning to introduce an ordinance that would require each of the city's 11 districts to have navigation centers of their own. I'm Devin Kadiyama. That's it for The Bay. I'll talk to you Wednesday. Hi, I'm Sasha Koka, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse, golden state. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey. That's where you go to Sunshine State. But we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Randa Dilfetah from Throughline. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast.